I'm Ben Klunt. And I'm Stephen Brown. In 2019, we started this podcast as an accountability tool for our health and our business goals. Through our discussions, interviews, and sharing of our successes and difficulties, we've learned we have a passion for leadership. In 2020, we're striving to grow our own leadership abilities by focusing on learning from great leaders in business and life, and continue to share our successes and struggles on this journey. We'll continue to have raw and candid conversations while sharing our own insights and experiences with our goal being to grow as leaders and as people. You're You're listening listening to Ordinary to Extraordinary. Hi to everybody, I suppose. Welcome to Ordinary to Extraordinary. This is um, COVID-19 recording too. We figured we'd do a pulse, a little mental health pulse with Ben and I today. See how everybody's holding up. If you're mentally healthy, mentally there, mentally not losing your mind. Yeah. Did you get AirPods? Whose AirPods are you using? My father-in-law's. He wanted to get the pros. So I Clorox these babies like crazy. Yeah. You're going to love them. You're never going to go back to anything ever. You're going to have them in all the time. Wear yours. Mine are in the car. I figured, so I I didn't like how it sounded, the one that we released today. So I was going to try the wired ones and see if it sounded better. I don't know if it was just, I don't know what was going on last week. So we need to apologize for our recording from last week then? No, it sounded like it's legible. I just was like, oh, that could be better. So I wanted to see if it sounded better wired. So we had our release today. Good. Numbers yeah, you are okay. Yeah, you sound good in my ears. Numbers are you good. You sound subpar yeah. in mine. Yeah. I sound subpar in yours. Yeah. Oh, I'm I sorry. Mean, you, want me, you want me to be you want me to be honest? I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, not even going to say how you look. That's a whole different thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wearing my glasses. I've had did a bunch like, of people tell me I look like good my, in glasses. Uh, yeah, they make you look distinguished. Like you're actually smart. I need all the help I can get. This is all on a delay. So your laughs are delayed from when I'm saying something. So you sit there for like two or three seconds just staring at me, and then you start laughing. It's really weird. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So Quarantine, baby, quarantine. Of quarantine. But, God, I'm over it. Uh, it's four working days that we've been uh, in actual quarantine, like working from home. This will be the, this is the fifth working day. Yeah, but I mean, it was kind of in place before that, but yeah. Yeah, because they closed the restaurants and all that. So, and we're going till the end of April, buddy, with this social distancing thing I saw this morning. I don't, I don't Trump. need this kind of negativity in my life, Ben. Why you got to spoil my day? Hey, we're talking about strong mental health. I'm just creating. You're, I'm just mental grit, baby, mental grit. I'm getting you stronger. Yeah. So um, where do you want to start? I'd like to start uh, by asking people, what the hell is with this Tiger King thing I'm seeing all over social media, this weird dude that's into tigers, this Netflix yeah. series thing? What is I haven't it? watched what is it. it? I haven't either, but what is it? Tigers. Rednecks and tigers. Why do people like it? Are we that? Are we that? 
There's nothing better to do at this point than watch rednecks and tigers. Is he gay? Too? I don't want to. Yeah, he's he's queer. Um, I don't want to alienate. Sorry, I don't want to alienate any of our audience that actually enjoy it. I, I don't just think anybody does it yet. I don't Not, think no, they do. It's the number one show on the Netflix. No. Is it seriously? Pull up your Netflix and look. It's the number one show on the Netflix. There's got to be stuff that's better than that to watch. Oh, there is. There's tons of better things. That's why I've not watched it. I'm sure it's hilarious in a, in a kind of sad, depressing way. Probably, yeah. Lauren and I are watching, uh, just started last night, a new one. One, we're watching Ballers on HBO. That's pretty good with the How Rock, your lover. good are the Rock suits, by the way? The Rock yeah, wears suit game is suit. strong. His suit game is strong yeah. in that. Yeah, that's a fun show. A lot of boobies <laughs> in that show. Didn't realize how many boobies there were. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but it's a good show. It is a good show. Uh, it, somebody one time told me that our office was like ballers, and I'm like, I'm not sure where they got that, because we are nothing like that office. For one, I don't even think those guys in that show do finance. <laughs> well, they do. They keep they do it for athletes. Wait, how far into ballers are you? Season two or three, something like that. Oh, yes. Yeah. They do finance for athletes. They don't, like, are you paying attention? <laughs> yeah, but they don't actually do any finance, I'm figuring out. They just kind of, like, walk around and keep them out of trouble. The ballers. They do. They do their finances as well. Another one, if you like that. Have you done billions yet? I don't think I, I have. I think it's just another I one that people have told me I need to. Yeah, Tim and Jake talk about that one a lot. I wasn't sure if you'd seen it, but that's another good show. Yeah, but one we're watching right now is called, uh, it's that Madam Walker one, where it's the gal who was a uh, black slave, and then starts the hair company, and she was actually seen a uh, true story, based on a true story, she was the first female millionaire in the nation. So, just an All episode right. into that's that. That's interesting. It, it, it is, it's interesting. I was like, okay, cool, something that's actually historical and uh, entertaining, and like a good uplifting story. I mean, certainly had her share of hardships. She was orphaned at seven, uh, widowed with her first child at 20, was a washer um, right after basically the Emancipation Proclamation. So interesting story, actually, if you want to, if you're looking for something to watch, but I enjoyed it so far, at least. I generally don't watch stuff that's heavy. Like I don't enjoy, like, if I watch TV, there's a solid chance I'm going to fall asleep. So comedy or something that I can kind of doze in and out of, like I don't do TV mm. very often. And when I do, I'm either getting ready to go to sleep, so I'm going to doze off, or I just, it signals nap time. I'm like, yeah. I don't know, it's weird. I'm a comedy guy. Uh, I'm not big on torture. Any type of torture, I'm not going to like. I always say, it's like I have enough stress in my life. I don't need more as my form of entertainment. So yeah, uh, I'd, I'd like to laugh or learn when I'm watching TV. But hey, I got to tell you a story too. So I'm outside shouting across the street at my neighbor, right? And we're chatting a little bit. And it's funny. I'm everybody's best friend right now when we go for a walk because I'm in the stock market. So everybody wants to stop me and ask me what's going on. All my neighbors do. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I'm, I'm learning about all my neighbors and their investments right now. But one guy I'm chatting with across the street, he's like, hey, by the way, your podcast is awesome. And I was like, oh, my gosh, my neighbors are listening to the podcast now. <laughs> so, hey, so, Sean, if you're listening, hey, Sean, what's up? That's funny. 
Uh, we've yeah, been getting a lot like, of that. Oh, a lot of people, random people just sort of being like, hey, I've been listening to the podcast. People we know, people we don't know. Um, yeah, it's kind of, of cool. all ages, too, was the other part, too. You're getting a little bit of everybody, which is cool. And I was like, oh, gee, yeah. he, he said he was enjoying it. Maybe he was just lying to me. But, so no. we obviously, we posted yesterday the uh, the article about podcast listenership being down during this because people are at home yeah. and they're not commuting. And our numbers are literally, we've got today and tomorrow, our numbers are on course to equal or break our biggest month ever, which is nice to know we're bucking it's a trend, It's going to be right? close. If, as long as people can uh, give us some listens, uh, but usually tomorrow, the day following, is our biggest uh, yeah. listener day from what I remember. So Tuesday should be our big listener day, which would be the 31st, which could push us over, people. Best month ever. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, I'm intrigued to see. Because I know you, you, you love that stuff. You pay attention to that. You're always, you were two months ago, you were like, guy. oh, my God, I want to I wanna do it. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah let's I'm keep putting good guy. content out. So, we go three um, months, and then we have a dip in numbers. And three months, a dip in numbers. <laughs> you know, this, our metrics are interesting. It must be like that. Yeah. must be how the months fall in terms of shorter days. Or we didn't, got, didn't get one released that month because the past yeah. one day fell. So, um, so how are you doing mentally during quarantine, Stephen? You lost your I'm mind? I'm doing yet? okay. I hate it. I, I won't lie. I don't like this. Yeah. I don't like staying away from people. Um, I don't. I especially miss my gym and my routine. Over the weekend, obviously, you've got a lot of time to think. Maybe more so me. I don't have a, a two-year-old running around and a wife in the house. So lots of time to think in between sort of chatting with people on FaceTime and everything but I was really sort of over the weekend just annoyed at myself so in about two weeks I've gained five pounds and I don't know if it was just yesterday because I'd eaten Chinese food on Saturday and um, like I just gorged Friday and Saturday and my weight can fluctuate a lot so I'm about five pounds heavier than what I was and uh, I was like all right I need to get a routine back and I've been doing my men's club men's club men's uh, men's group challenges and such which, I mean, it's a lot. Some of them, like today's is ridiculous. Uh, I think it's, let me think, 10 push, 10 sets of 10 push-ups, 10 crunches, and 10 um, mountain climbers. 10 sets of that. Has Jake just given you guys the middle finger yet? Jake gave us the worst one <laughs> yeah, yesterday. Jake, Jake really? wanted us to do 200 jumping jacks and then 200 crunches yesterday. What is with you, D-bags? What do you guys do? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like, you know what the, I did on bro, Friday? I was, nice. I was nice to everybody on Friday. I said, take a recovery day, stretch, do yoga, do whatever you would do to recover. Um, also, the second part was, I said, reach out to somebody you haven't talked to since before all of this and share a screenshot with the group. It has to be a FaceTime call or something like that. So I was nice, just for the record. I didn't do 100 of this or 200 of that. I was like, no, let's actually... Well, let's. <laughs> So you, you gave them a little bit of mental health, right? Sometimes they need that reprieve. It's like it, it's like kind of depressing to just be locked up and then be like, and now go work out, bro, and take a shirt selfie. Yeah. Shirt selfie. No, I mean, I, so to get back on track, I mean, I, I really do miss. I really do miss the gym. I you ordered some I never stuff, got, didn't you? I've ordered all kinds of stuff, dude. I, I probably need to have my Amazon privileges revoked at some point. <laughs> I've had three different yeah. deliveries from UPS today. You'd think they would put everything on the same truck, 
because I've ordered things separately, so they're not all in the same shipment. So three different UPS deliveries today. I'm waiting on a standing desk. I realise that even though I work remotely slash from home, but I never actually work from home because I go to fellow or coffee shops or whatever, I never had a space at home to actually work. If I needed to work at home, I'd just get the laptop out, literally put it on my lap <laughs> and do five, ten minutes of work here and there. I never really actually work from home. So cleared out a spare room. Looks good. Just it's got a space over here for the uh, standing desk. Uh, I've got over an here, an electric, like taking. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm showing you. Um, I've got an electric standing desk and a monitor coming so that I can have my nice dual monitor set up and maybe I'll do Fancy more work man. from home now. Um, you know, yeah, this is gonna this is gonna be an interesting test of how many people do more work from home. I think. I I had that conversation with someone last week. I said this is gonna. You know, a lot of bigger companies, (laughs) was it with you? A lot of bigger companies, I believe, have already embraced people working remotely. Um, This is, uh, I think, some of of the smaller companies that worry that you have to be there eight to five every day to be productive. I think they're going to learn, hey, we don't need to have a 20,000 square foot office. We can have a 5,000 square foot office for when we have to bring people together, but we can let that person, work, for your home that person work from home. Yeah, you know, and you can buy everybody a nice home office set up and save money over time. Maybe you've oh, got an initial really? outlay. Um, also got messages from our company's leadership this morning. All our executives are taking, I believe it's a 50% pay cut. Our CEO is... Um, not taking any wages for the rest of the year. All salaried staff are 10% cut. They've not cut anything for wow. us because we're 100% commission. So my my pay structure hasn't changed. I, I mean, I, I eat what I hunt, right? I eat what I kill. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think more and more companies are doing that. Yeah, I've seen a lot of the CEOs are cutting their, their pay uh, for the time yeah. being at least to keep staff on board and obviously it's a great PR stunt. But well, isn't it, isn't it? I mean, everybody's doing it. I think it's kind of, it'd be crazy for them to ask it. I think when the CEO does it first, it's easier to then go to staff and say, hey, I've, I've, I've taken, a, I'm taking no money for the next six months, nine months, whatever it is. Can you guys yeah. take a cut? You know? Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. So plus, it's so are you, you know outside what? at all? Yeah, I'm getting outside as much as I can. I mean, it's crappy today. It's blowing a gale today. It must it be windy up there where you are. Yeah, it's windy. Yeah, it's very windy. Windy and wet, and uh, it, it is yeah, windy I mean, and wet. We had some really nice days. I've gone to the the stadium and kicked soccer balls. I've gotten out and walked. I ran. Remember, I told you I mm-hmm. ran for thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Steven running, that'd be fun to see. I hated every minute of it. I actually didn't do as bad as I thought. I went down, parked at Gonzaga, and ran the loop over to the oh, yeah. carousel and back. Good nice spot. Nice spot. Um, yeah, so I, I, estimated to, I estimated that to be about 30 minutes. It was only about 24 minutes, so I had to go another six minutes or three minutes out to come three minutes back to get my full 30 minutes in. <laughs> You're like, um, darn it, it should have just gone slower. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, my pace wasn't great. I remember I used to run a lot when I was younger, um, when I had to be in shape. Me and my buddy Raymond that lives in North Carolina now, we'd run, I mean, we didn't think anything around six miles, nine miles. We would just get out and do it. But I hate it now. I don't like it. Unless it's a ball. So, so tell me a couple of good things that are happening during this time of isolationism for you. What are you thinking about? What's going on? I mean, what are you finding out that maybe you, anything you want to do differently when we go back or enjoying some quiet time, some rest time? What's going on? Tell you me know, the good it's that's forcing me, I mean, I spend a lot of time on the phone anyway, but it's forcing me to be on the phone a lot more in terms of trying to source business. And that's one of the things I wanted to talk about. I think a real positive from this, a good thing, is that this might be the pause that I think everybody needed just to take stock, mm-hmm. just to kind of look around and be like, I've been living like an asshole. And I'm I'm, I'm using that liberally. Yeah. I think everybody, everybody can look at things and say, I didn't spend enough time doing this. I hadn't talked to that person enough. I walk past this every day and I never do it. And now all, when you can't do things, I think that's when you kind of take stock. So even though there's a lot of negative, I think there's a lot of positive to come out of this on the other side. I think there's a lot of people that probably needed it. You know, when you're forced mm-hmm. to do something, when you're forced to take stock, you know, and that could be anything from, from work. Maybe people are thinking, well, do I really want to go back to that job that I had before this? Or mm-hmm. is that what I want to do mm-hmm. forever? Is that maybe yeah. it's a catalyst for people to start looking in other industries and you know, we all have nothing but time right now. We have a ton of extra time. Even if it's just the time you would use to commute, you've got an extra hour. Even if you work the same hours, you have an extra hour in your day. Half an hour there, mm-hmm. half an hour back. If you want to take into account the fact you don't need to shower, probably an hour and five minutes. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm still yeah. showering and doing my hair every morning. Yeah, routine. You, know, you are too. Important. Yeah, you, yeah, you are too. I'll, I had an interview at 11 o'clock today on video. For what? Um, I think I mentioned it to you. It's just a, a an opportunity oh, within yeah. Heartland. Um, yeah, within Heartland. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Just working How'd in. Go? I, I'd still be doing what I do. I just would have extra, some extra opportunities. Well, this was one of three. Um, I think it went really well. Um, it gave me some feedback right at the end as well, which was, was promising. Um, we went... We had 30 minutes scheduled and we went for 42 minutes. So I think any time an interview goes longer than it should, it's usually a good thing. And then he uh, gave me some tips for the next two people that I'm interviewing with and what they're looking for. And I was like, okay, clearly I made an impression there. Um, <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't be giving you tips if he didn't like you. Yeah. I, I don't want to touch myself and I should knock on wood. Or maybe I've never had an interview. I've never had an interview for a job and not got it. Oh, well. So knock on wood. Yeah, that's what I said. I need to knock on some So wood. yeah, I guess let me know how that goes, even offline. We'll have to touch base on that. When's your next interview? But yeah, I um uh one tomorrow, one Thursday. Oh wow, okay. So they're back to back. Yeah, the one on Thursday is with um somebody in Barcelona, believe it or not. Barcelona, like Spain? Barcelona, Barcelona? Spain, yep. Wow. Barcelona. Cool. Like, they're gonna like, do it from their deck. Barcelona. Barcelona. Who's who's this yeah, bar? Well, why is he and why is he Alona? Um, it's uh seven thirty my time, so they're nine hours or ten hours ahead of us in Spain. Oh jeez. So he's yeah. gonna be having a happy hour, he or she. Yeah. 
Yep. Um, so, what was this? Yeah, so that's why I'm dressed. I mean, I've been doing it. I shower every day. Um, I'm I still, it's still doing much less laundry because I'm not going to the gym twice a day. <laughs> oh, I bet. Seriously. Not so much stinky um, drawers. Do you miss yeah. twice a day? I mean, do you really miss the gym that much? You think like, oh, maybe I was going more than I need to, or I love going twice a day. There's reminders. So if I get in the car to go grocery shopping or something like that, as soon as my phone connects to the car, whether it's in the morning or the afternoon, it tells me how many minutes away I am from the gym and how traffic yeah. is. So I'm like, geez, well, thanks for that reminder, Siri. Siri, you're my watch, a jerk. My watch, now, because I've not, I've not done any weight training, I've not done any um, strength training. When I start, when I go to the workout app in my watch now, outdoor walk is above strength training, which is crazy. Mm. That's never happened. So it does the most common one at the top, right? <laughs> hey, so that's what I've been doing. Some outdoor walks. It's nice to get outside and walk for 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, I do it all the time. You know that. That's when I listen to the podcast yeah. and such. Yeah, um, with your dog. Yeah, she she got sick last night. She had a she had a heck of a night. She vomited and decided that she wanted to be constipated and just wasn't in a good place last night. So she's over there sleeping. Um, I'm doing so good today. She's getting old. How old is she? She is getting old. She's 12 now. 12. Cool. Cool. 12-year-old yeah. now. So here's something that I want to discuss with you. I'm going to ask you a question. And, want you to, and then we'll talk about it. But I'm seeing two different kinds of people still doing business. And I've and I got to admire the, um, the, the drive and the passion for what people do. I think there's two ways to look at something like this, right? You don't want to just shut up shop, right? So mm-hmm. we're going to start with the first question. I got it written down, but not as a question, so I've got to try and phrase this. What do you think the difference is between exploiting a bad situation and genuinely educating and helping someone for your job. So you're going to, you and I are in an interesting situation because whoever we bring in at this point, we're still going to make money on for the most part. Yeah. All right. Over time. Mm-hmm. But there's a way to approach them that isn't like, hey, I know everything's screwed up, but there's tons of opportunity here. I want to sell you something. Well, I think the reality of it is that there are a lot of people. I mean, I had a conversation just last week with a couple who's been with an advisor for you know, a few years, hasn't even heard from them. There's a lot of people that aren't being serviced, right? So if you're demonstrating value, you should certainly be compensated for that, right? So mm-hmm. I would say anytime you're demonstrating value is is when, uh, or fulfilling a need, however you want to put it, right, is when I think it's fair. If you're doing something that you know is not going to advance the well-being of the individual or family or whatever the person you're, that you're selling to, and it's not a good product, and it's just things. Well, then that's taking advantage of a of a negative situation or or atmosphere, or whatever you want to call it. So mm-hmm. I think it comes down to value, right, and what you're selling. Yeah, because I, I appreciate think, that answer. Because I, I I think I don't think there's anything wrong with making money during a time like this, right? As long as you're doing it in a way that brings value and not in a deceptive way. So I think there's certainly people that would, uh, there's certainly people out there that are going to take advantage of it. And you think about like 2009, right? The bottom of the housing market. There's people that made a lot of money by buying foreclosed homes. They didn't tell the people to get, you know, not pay their mortgages or anything like that. And I don't think that those people were negative. 
for doing so either too. And I know there's people that might disagree with that, but they bought the, they bought the houses off the balance sheet of the banks, which provided liquidity for the banks to allow them to come back too. So, I mean, in a way you could argue they did something good, but. Yeah. And I guess, I guess where I'm coming from with that is I think there's a lot of scaremongering, um, especially in your industry. I think education is important, right? Um, mm-hmm. It blows my mind mm-hmm. that you're talking to people that haven't been reached out to from an advisor, though. And that's, oh, I can't, multiple. can't fathom it. Seven-figure seven people, too. Million-dollar accounts. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Which is crazy. Well, they're going to, be, going to be your million-dollar accounts at the end of all this, I'm sure. Yeah, sure the one here's the open. Um, all right, so... Similar, similar subject then, how many people don't see the opportunity, do you think? And I'm not really asking for a, a figure or a statistic here, just more of a discussion. Yeah. So a lot of people are going, press pause, and I'm kind of going yep. into overdrive. I'm doing that. Um, hold on, can you hear me still? Yep. Oh, I yeah, so yeah. I'm kind of going into overdrive, and uh, I know there's people that have time, aren't shut down, can now take time to talk to me because there's not walk-in traffic. They're not busy. They're not doing the things that they've given me the excuse being lazy. So I essentially have made a hit list. The rest of this week is going to be calling people that I know I can help in a respectful way. So I'm going into overdrive to set stuff up for the flip side of this. But how many, how much opportunity do you think is going to be missed because people are taking, and especially in an entrepreneurial sense, People are like, press pause, I have an excuse for the next three or four weeks to sit around and watch Tiger, Prince, or whatever it is on the Netflix, um, right? No, I so, think you're right. Because uh, when you're home, it's such an excuse to be lazy, too, right? And, and you find yourself working from home, being home, not even be able to go out and get your mind off anything. So you kind of just become complacent and lazy. It's easy to do. And I've fallen mm-hmm. prey to it some days, too. So it's like, I have a, I think I told you, I got my quarantine to-do list, right? So it's even chores, things that when you're mentally tired from just being around, feeling non-productive, even though you've been working all day, that you can go and do mm-hmm. to go through the action. So to get your mind back into the right spot. But I mean, and uh, I'd say the other thing, like you have your hit list, like you were saying, that's a great thing to do. I've got my pipeline, I call it, right? Uh, people I know that I've chatted with in the past or people that I'd like to work with that are the ones that I reached out to during this time to say, hey, I know it's a tough time, just wanted to touch base with you. We have this commentary that we write every week on the markets, thought you might enjoy it. Always here if you have any questions, right? And send that to mm-hmm. them. And then, oh, but you get comments back. I can't believe you would even have thought of me during this time. Like, that's so kind of you. I haven't even heard from my guy. I mean, this is a time where you can shine uh, in any type of sales role, I'd say, too because a lot of the time they're not being communicated with in a good market, let alone this market. Uh, and I think that yeah. applies to more than just finance. Agreed. Would you be willing to share your uh, to-do list? I've got one as well that I made, and I'll share it with you. Um, and I can go first. Are you, you so like my online to-do list? Mine's going to be really boring, <laughs> but sure. Oh. So I've split mine into two categories. I've got health, physical and mental, and work. So for health, I've got walk Ollie. I've, I've been doing Insanity at home as well as our men's group challenges. So Insanity Max 30, ROM mod. So I'm still stretching every day, working on that range of motion. Um, set a 1,700-calorie goal. So I don't want to eat any more than 1,700 calories. Just, I mean, that's one of the 
that's the deficit for me of the 2,000 is my maintenance calories. And then I've got yeah, that So I've got my little, um, I've got my book that I can write in. So it's three things I'm grateful for and so on and so forth. So a little mental health there. And then for work, I've got, this is going to sound awful, but I've got four and a half hours of work set aside each day. It doesn't mean that I'm not reacting to things. It doesn't mean that I'm not doing more than four and a half hours. But these are my essentials that I have to do every day to come out of this on the other side. So I've got LinkedIn connections, 30 minutes. So I stalk people on LinkedIn. Um, so when I want to work with a company, a software company or a development company or something that I want to be a partner, I'll, I'll just climb the food ladder, climb the chain even. So I start off ground level, make connections, chat with them, find out who would be best to talk to. They put me in touch with somebody. So I'm, I use LinkedIn a lot to the point that the every other month or so, They'll tell me that I've sent too many messages and I have to pay for yeah. it and I don't want to do the $80 a month. I used to do the $80 a month, but I can get by without it. I've got prospecting Make a list for calls and emails. Hit them up. Yeah, so I've got prospecting calls and emails and I've got two hours set aside for that. And for prospecting, I split that. I just explained this on the interview earlier. I split that into three different groups. I've got basically brand new, so cold calling, so to speak. I'm calling people I've never talked to before. Calling partners that I already work with, Comcast reps, linen reps, people that sell chemicals, people that are in the same place as me, dealing with the same kinds of businesses. And then the third one is um, people that I want to partner with. So I've got two hours set aside for that. I've got an hour set aside every day for training. So our company has been great. They keep rolling out training, different things that we can do, ways to stay on top of stuff. So whether that's learning about new products, upcoming products, um, older products, maybe just doing a refresher course on something so that you're still sharp on it. And then that that can also be um, listening to a podcast, a sales podcast, or, you know, something like that, a book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, then I've totally. got, and, then, and then I've got online payments for an hour. So I've been setting that up for so many customers, um, lots of paperwork, and it's probably the most mundane part. So I've got four and a half hours set aside for that kind of stuff, and then reactionary work, probably another hour, hour and a half maybe two hours, so six and a half hours worth of work each day. I'm for sure doing. Cool. Yeah, mine is not like that. I did not break it down from an hourly basis. Mine's just like literal chores that I need to do around the house. But uh, my day usually consists of getting up, getting ready, hanging out with the family a little bit, have a quick bite, and then go downstairs, log into our CRM, because I keep everything in our client uh, relationship management software sales force. So I log in there and every mm-hmm. morning he tells me, here's who you're calling, here's what you're calling them about, here's uh, so-and-so needs this cash. And people can send me, obviously, tasks via that CRM as well. So that tells me what I'm doing from a work standpoint that day. So does my calendar and so does the custodian that holds the money that we manage. So the custodian, I log mm-hmm. in and it says, here's the alerts that have come up, here's money in, money out, new accounts, you know, everything that needs to be addressed for the day. So that, and then between that and emails, that usually takes a few hours uh, to crank that out. And then it's calls, marketing, prospecting, LinkedIn, like you were saying, staying on top of that. I keep an Excel document of all, that's my pipeline, like I was sharing, right? The people that I like to tap on, see how they're doing. Mm -hmm. Maybe we've had conversations in the past. Maybe we haven't. And then just touch base with CLIs. Like I've got a text message I saw. Uh, from one of the attorneys that I work with. I shot, shot, shot him a message this morning just saying, hey, I've been thinking about you. I hope you're doing well working from home now and uh, let me know if there's anything you need. But 
and I uh, just saw he, he texted me back. So just trying to stay connected with folks, right? Let them know that I'm thinking about them. As far as my to-do yeah. list goes, man, I'm not going to have any chores to do this summer. That's going to be the nice part. I'm just going to be sitting lakeside when all this blows over, drinking Corona. It's going to be nice. No chores. House is going to be dialed in. We've already done, like, I refinished some of the Adirondack chairs outside, sanded them down, planed the deck. I'm going to redo the hand railing on there. We're painting the basement bar and the whole downstairs since we had the basement flood. I told you, you know, we had to redo it. So painting, uh, trimming out around the fireplace, uh, painting doors upstairs, downstairs, starting sprinklers, doing in drip line in the front flower beds, organizing the storage room, cleaning out gutters, weed and feed, edging the lawn, just random stuff like that. Kind of where I'm like, man, what was that thing? Whenever I think of something that I know I need to do, I put it on a chore list just so it's my own kind of honeydew list. I don't like lists. I don't like other people giving me lists, but I love doing my own list. <laughs> I really don't. Lauren knows, like, honeydew lists are not my thing, and I get really actually kind of upset when people ask me to do something, usually because it's already on the list that I've made, too, for myself to do it. It's like, I will get to it in time. Like, don't ask me to do chores. I have my own list. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's so that's different what I'm doing. if something like when when you're married or in a relationship and someone comes to you and says, hey, you know, I was thinking about doing this. Like, that's different from you need to do this. You know, I, I often yeah. I often oh, wonder, wonder about different. that in a relationship yeah, no, dynamic. Like, <laughs> um, well, Lauren and I, if we, if we don't want to do one, like... Like, there'll be times where, I mean, Lauren does the majority of the dishes and, and interior stuff, and I do the majority of the outside stuff. It's just kind of a little old school. But there'll be times where she's like, oh, I don't want to do the dishes. Can you go do the dishes? It's like, sure. You know, we just kind of ask uh, if the other can do the chore that we don't want to do. And then All either right. they stuff up, or if, if I don't want to do the dishes, I'll be like, yeah, I'll do them, but let's do them tomorrow morning. Like, forget them. They're not going anywhere. I'll just do them tomorrow morning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let me ask you this. This isn't a chore. Well, it, is, it would be a chore for me. I cannot stand. I just thought of this, this random thought. Cannot stand jigsaw puzzles. And I keep seeing people post about jigsaw puzzles and how they're working on a jigsaw puzzle. That That is stressful to me. That is not relaxing. That does not sound like fun. Like, where do you fall on this? Because I think... Anybody who wants to sit and do a thousand-piece jigsaw puzzle is mentally deranged. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I'm not. I've never done puzzles, so I, I, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, wouldn't be wouldn't be my cup of tea to just kick back and do a jigsaw puzzle. I mean, I'm gonna go for a walk, watch a movie, sit around a campfire. Yep. With I mean, I'm more of a play cards. Yep. Yeah. Play some cards. Like Lauren and I do gin rummy. Yeah, chat with people. I mean, I I energize and relax by hanging out with people. So this has been a little bit interesting, right? We did a Zoom kind of little chat yesterday with the kids and the pops, Travis and Kaylee, and and then their girls. So nice. And then yeah, and then we did, we did we did go up to my parents' house. So I did do that, but we were outside and had a campfire and a weenie roast. I did <laughs> hot dogs over the campfire. I'm glad you caught on the country for folks. Yeah, <laughs> the weenie roast. Yeah. I didn't know if you, if you were just standing at the fire and AK or what. <laughs> <laughs> Your weenie is so small. Wait, what type of roast is this? 
<laughs> Not that type of roast. That'd be weird. Um, yeah. Weird. I think it's just... It, I hate the word unprecedented. It's funny. Um, who was it that said this? Um, Simon Sinek actually did a video on this just the other day that people keep saying it's unprecedented and it's like, it's not. This is, you know, whether it be America or the UK, we've been through shitty situations before, you know, mm-hmm. maybe not mm-hmm. here, but in the Second World War in the UK, people had to hunker down in bomb shelters when the Germans were dropping bombs on them for hours and hours at a time, you know. Blitzkrieg, you know, here, I mean, we've been through dark times before, but I don't think it is unprecedented. There's certain parts that we've never seen before. I don't think we've ever seen the country essentially come to a halt because of a virus. And it's certainly an insight into how future warfare well, might go. Well, at least not recently. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's certainly an insight into how future warfare might be in terms of biological weapons. It's a shame every day. I, I wish the news would focus on something other than just telling you how many more people are dead in certain states. You know, like, okay, we get it. How many? Yeah. You know, and, and then it's sensationalized and there's things left out, like the... Uh, the Spokane Regional Health said that they won't say whether or not deaths were due to the coronavirus or just someone tested positive and died. And it's like, that's kind of important to know. Yeah. Um, so I, I, hmm. I almost wish news coverage would just stop, you know. Yeah, why can't you know, it be non-essential? You know, which, um, you know which news channel could boost the ratings? Like, I'm talking like through the roof. The news channel that completely ignores this until it's done and focuses on the good things that are happening. You're, yeah. not, you're, not seeing, That's like, you're not seeing news report, hey, look, this has happened. This community came together and did this. You see some of it on social media, but traditional news you know, isn't uh, doing that. Bobby Bones, right? Tell me something good. Yeah. Right, they do that segment. It's like, that's cool. Like, the news needs to do a tell me something good segment. Like that. Yeah, and you know, where it's like, hey, here's the positive things that are happening. You know, the news has got that whole, uh, and finally, and they try and do a feel-good story, but it's like, all right, so you're on for an hour, and you do 59 minutes of absolute depressing shite. Actually, you do about 20 minutes, and then you repeat it for 20 minutes, and then you repeat it for another 19 minutes, and then you do an and finally story right at the end. So I can't tell you the last time I switched the actual news on. I don't watch it, um, but I'm seeing it either. sort of leak into social media now as well, where people all all it is is negativity, and then um, you know you don't change well, people's I mind by the calling them idiots. Feel the need. I love the people that feel the need to repost every news article that comes up. To I think I even said this on the last one. It's like we know where to find the news from the news station. Yeah. We don't need to go into Facebook and have every Joe Blow reposting the articles about COVID. And well, you've got the, well, Governor Inslee or President Trump said this. It's like, yeah, we know. We can go Google it. I, I, there's that magical little search engine. I get it. We don't need you to repost yeah. it. Well, you've got your idiots. Start unfollowing those people. You've got your idiots that don't think this is a thing. Oh my God, it's a conspiracy. However, they look at it, right? And then you've got your social justice warriors who seem to wake up in the morning and make it their life's goal to convince those idiots to change their mind. And it's like, all right, who's the, who's the bigger idiot here? Take your social justice nonsense, sit down, shut up, you do you, everybody else will do them. You're not going to change their mind. 
right? Oh, especially on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love those and conversations on Facebook. People just get into it. Just like, really? It's like, that's not what this is for. I love that thing. I said, everybody should just post a beach picture, right? And then I, a few days later, people are all posting pictures of, like, beaches all over. Like, this is great. I love this beach. This is beaching. <laughs> yeah. But so. I, I guess Facebook have stepped up their fact check, and apparently when people post stuff now, like, Facebook's just removing it. Like, no, that's not factual. There's no basis for that, which is good. But then at the same time, you're like, uh, do you really want that level of... Uh, Censorship, oversight. What if, yeah, big I mean, brother. They're, they, they're so, well, they're not. They're publicly traded, but they're a private company. So yeah. I guess they don't have to be. It's not like state media. So um, I will tell you. I, I'm also taking. I, I mentioned this, but uh, to you offline is uh, there's that course going around, the happiness course. That uh, it was basically a study that was done through Yale, and then they put it into a course at Yale, and it became the most popular course. Uh, that they offered, and then they put it via uh, Coursey or Coursa or something like that, some online where you can take courses, you can audit courses through these universities. And so I'm doing this course that is based on the study of happiness and different ways of uh, that you could take action to increase your level of happiness. And in it, it was saying that 50% of happiness is genetic, 40% is based on your actions and your outlook on things, and then 10% is based on like how life happens to you and what happens in life circumstances, right? So obviously you can't control genetics or what happens to you, but that 40% that you can control in terms of your outlook, I thought that was a pretty significant mm-hmm. portion that contributes to your happiness. And at a time when we're talking about mental health and positive mental health and everybody being isolated, socially isolated, which is a massive kind of mental boom a lot of the time is social time together, right? And that's how I relax and have positive mental health and get away from work. It was interesting to me that that much, though, you can affect. So the idea, I think, becomes even more important, the idea of doing your devotionals, your daily gratitudes. I know you keep the journal, uh, and I do it in the kind of morning devotionals, doing the PRAY acronym that Jake from my office uh, shared with me, and just implementing these different things be it, again, your journal or however people want to do it, take five minutes to meditate, right? And and just take a little quiet time to think about the things that are positive and good in your life and that are going well. And you alluded to it here. We have more time than we've ever had right now to just stop and think and let your mind go a little bit. And like, okay, I'm, I'm healthy. My family's healthy. We have a nice home that we get to isolate in, right? We were not in... I mean, some people are, but in this situation, I don't think most of our listeners are. We're not in a single wide mobile home with six kids on food stamps or something like that, right? It's like most of us are in nice homes with our families Mm -hmm. and our cabinets are full and we have internet and we have 5,000 different streaming services and we have treadmills and ellipticals and streets to walk on and we're not, you know, worried about becoming hungry or anything like that. So... Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of things that we I would say think that are that. just daily things. But yeah. yeah, go ahead. If if anybody is struggling to put food on the table at this point, if you're not getting paid or whatever, I'd love to help. As always, reach out. Yeah. And I mean, I'm talking well, like no commitment, no no advertisement, nothing. Just you know, reach out to me. I'm easy to find. 
I don't want anybody it, to go it, hungry because of this. Yeah, it's. I mean, this is an unprecedented time, but it's also a time where you get to reshape who you are. I think. Uh, I mean, think. Mm-hmm. Think. I mentioned this on the last time, right? I think, and you alluded to it again earlier. People are going to change jobs. People are going to sell their houses. People are going to move across the country. Uh, I mean, I think you'll see a lot of change. There'll be di- good and bad. You know, there'll be divorces <laughs> that come out of it. There'll be kids that come out of it. Uh, certainly death sounds like that comes out of it. So, I mean, a lot yeah. of things, positive and negative, that are going to come out of this, and you get to decide what that's going to look like to some degree, too. I mean, you can't mm-hmm. control some of it, but some of it you certainly can. So, uh, I mean, take some time just to reflect on who you are and what you have and, and, and be positive about it, and then think if you want to pivot. There's things you yeah. can do differently now. You can You can build the foundation now to change, too. Yeah, and reflect on what you don't have a little bit as well, not in a not in a um, enviful way, derogatory or any. Yeah, yeah like take stock of what you don't have, what you want. Set some new goals, right? This is a great well, time to so set many, some goals. So many people want to start a business, or so many people want to start working out, or so many people want to do blah 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 blah, whatever it is they want to do, but they never have the time to do it. It's like, well, no excuses anymore, unless it's something to do with social interaction but it's like mm-hmm. no time like the present now to start writing that business plan for that company that you wanted to start you know or start exploring uh you know investing in real estate or or you know starting whatever the hell it is i don't know today i did a call yeah. i didn't tell you this you know, i did a call with a guy out of utah and uh, i think i shared with you that i want to buy a vacation home down south basically in arizona it's kind of the goal before i'm 35 years old so uh, market has pulled back a little bit, so it probably won't be right now. But uh, and this guy advises essentially on establishing short-term vacation rentals, so VRBOs, Airbnb type thing, right? And so him and I spent about an hour on the phone. Uh, he was kind enough to educate me on, you know, here's the margins, here's usually what a management company takes, the ins and outs, right? Some of the laws around it. And so it's like, take time to research those types of things and get on calls and learn. And because and, and, it doesn't take any money to Google something and learn or set up a call with somebody, right, to, in an hour. Uh, but yeah, no, I found it really interesting, actually, that VRBO and just learning how all of that works. Because that's been my biggest inhibitor to wanting to buy a place. It's like, well, I mean, how quickly can I start breaking even? What's the average length of time that's mm-hmm. break even? Is this a good market even, right? So to have him speak into some of that was pretty valuable. I learned a lot about that when I went to um, Orlando last year because we I rented that house in Kissimmee. Um, beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful big home. Um, and it's a management company that obviously sets it up. Family bought it. They use it a few times a year. The rest of the time it's rented out. And yep. obviously it pays for itself. It cash flows. So, And that's with the company cleaning it and taking care of it and you know, when we had an issue with the pool heater, didn't switch it on and off. The instructions that we had didn't work. So the guy came out, showed us how to do it all. It was actually broken. They put, they fixed the part the next day. So yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. So it's cool that you learn, you're learning about that and sort of making it feasible for yourself. So now you can come out the other yeah. side of this with a better understanding, right? Well, it's yeah. one step closer to achieving that goal. So many people have these million dollar ideas. So many people will walk into a business and talk about how much better they could do it, but a very small percentage of those people ever 
pull the trigger and make it happen. So, mm-hmm. and then now's their time. Yeah, and then you get people that work for the man, people that think they could do it better than who they work for, but all they do is bitch about it rather than do it. And again, what better time than when you have nothing but time to plan? Seek out funding. Start looking at what maybe an SBA loan looks like. Start looking at, do I need another investor? Do I need to have a partner Mm -hmm. on this? What qualifications do I need? Oh, you work for a big box gym and you're a trainer and you're not getting paid right now? Well, guess what? You could probably be an in-home personal trainer, have an online streaming service, have be your own boss, and you could still be working through all this and making money. You know, little things yep. like that. Um, there's no reason for inaction at this point. I think it's easy to be sedentary and just lay back and relax and wait for wait for it all to be back to normal. But I don't think everybody wants to go back to normal. Well, and it's certainly, I mean, and there's positives to sitting back and relaxing, especially, I would say, with it's with your family, right? This gives you time to focus on some relationships that you should be focusing on, too. And just because we're socially isolated doesn't mean you have to social distance, I mean, from a relationship, right? <laughs> like, you can still mm-hmm. Zoom. Like, I'm still looking at Stephen. We can still get on the phone, and you can still deepen a relationship through email, through Zoom, through FaceTime, call, phone, whatever, texting, Right. So you can still have conversations with people. I think people just need to be more intentional is what it comes down to. So take the time to be mm-hmm. intentional. And, and and that's a good challenge your men's group did, you know, with find someone you didn't chat with prior to, to this whole quarantine, social distancing, stay home, stay healthy initiative thing. And yeah. reach out to them, see how they're doing, right? Cool. Well, we've probably, well, we've probably talked enough. What do you think? How long have we been on the phone for? Almost 55 minutes, but I don't know yeah. when you start recording when we, I mean, it's probably 50 minutes. Yeah, give or take. So, um, give or yeah, take. I guess everybody but stay healthy. It took us um, It took us a while to get to the good stuff on this one. <laughs> it took you a while to figure out how to make your feedback stop. Hey, I, I actually meant when we were talking, dick bag. <laughs> um, I will say this. Can I just say, my my heart has been genuinely warmed by the people that I wouldn't have expected to reach out and just check in and say, hey, how are you doing? Um, mm-hmm. I think it's great that people are doing that. I've been conscious of it and tried to do it as much as I can as well. Just, you know, people that you see and you say hello to and you're around a lot, but you don't necessarily, like in times like this, it's not somebody that's front and center, you know? So... Yeah. And be conscious of well, that. And I, and I just add to that, I, I, you never know what that contact's going to mean to that person, too, what t- what position they're in right now mentally. Too. I mean, these times isolation can certainly, you know, hurt somebody. And it might, they're not, they might not be as intentional as you are, too. It doesn't just come naturally to think of someone and call. I, I know I struggle with that with people sometimes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a, a call could mean the world to somebody, and you just don't even know it. Yep, Exactly. They can they can change someone's day, month, week, life. You know, to save their life. Not not to be dramatic, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of we we talk about seasonal depression when we first talked about mental health. You want to talk seasonal depression? This is like an extreme case of it for a lot of people. Spring's rolling in. People wanted to get out and get hiking and doing all those things. And I mean, essentially, that's been taken away. You're not supposed to go too far from home. You're supposed to. People that want to travel, people really in this area, people look forward to spring and guess what? Spring's been cancelled, kind of. 
<laughs> it's there, yeah. But I, I was uh, telling myself, like, I'm not big on the rain and the gray and all that type of stuff, but I love summer and I love the lake time, right? And so I was like, okay, let me see the positive mm-hmm. in this. We're getting water now, which means hopefully the fire danger is lower and we have nice water levels so I can get out on the boat and enjoy some lake time this summer, right? Oh, positive things going on. So try working on shifting the mindset. But yep, that was it. I'm done. Agreed. Just reframe things I'll, a little bit. And all done. See the positive. Yeah. But thank you guys for listening. Thank you for helping Ben and I stay consistent. One of the things that mm-hmm. I always tell people is that this podcast is my mental health counseling once a week, even if it's just listening to Ben talk nonsense. <laughs> we both unload a little bit. We both get things off our chest. Um, and it's a good way for us mm-hmm. to sort of uh, plant seeds for ideas, nurture ideas, and, and sort of, you know, challenge each other and other yeah. ideas. Yeah. So we appreciate you guys listening because if you guys weren't listening, we probably wouldn't be doing it. Um, We'd be, be sitting in a coffee shop doing it to each other. Oh, I wish we could sit in a coffee shop and do it with each other. But yeah. So yeah. Um, stay healthy, stay happy. If you guys need anything, reach out. Um, even if it's just a chat, get Ben and I yep, love getting messages on the on the Instagram, the Facebook. So until the next time, I guess uh, you get anything you want to add, Ben? No. <laughs> until the next time, I guess uh, you got yeah. anything you want? I, I I don't. No, I've said my piece. Thank you. Though. Okay. Well, until the next time, be good to yourselves and to each other. Boom.
It's the end.